members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, August the 13th. I barely made it, but how are you doing, Jay? I am doing fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Had a great day at work, no stomach issues, and I'm one day closer to vacation, so I couldn't ask for much more out of my day. How about yourself, sir? Uh, it was a long fucking day. Um, as I said, I, I barely got here. I uh, got off a call probably about six minutes ago. And then I uh, had Amazon show up with a delivery, so my dog was raising hell. Uh, but hey, we're here, and it's a it's a show. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, I see the OG Army starting to form up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, my only fly in my ointment is I've got uh, new glasses, and I don't like them so far. I'm pretty sure that's just because I'm not used to them. I like how they look just fine, but uh, everything's blurry, and uh, I don't I can't see worth a shit. <laughs> I think it's my God eyes. Damn. Yeah. Well, you know how it is when you get a new pair of glasses. Well, actually, you don't wear glasses, do you? Uh, sometimes no. it, takes your, it takes your eyes a day or two to get used to it. Part of the problem is their bifocals, which are my first set of bifocals. So that's taking extra getting used to it as well. And I didn't pay the extra $100 to have the uh, uh, lineless ones. So but that's not really what's bothering me. It's just the fact, you know, part of my glasses have a different prescription than the first one, than the other side right now. And ladies and gentlemen, that's been five minutes for those over 50. <laughs> dude that's, that's exactly what it is too um like uh the doctor the uh eye doctor got me on the, these glasses and bifocals she said that's what i needed so i'm talking to uh, the catering manager at work and uh she said you got bifocals and i'm like yeah 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 she goes damn uh she goes why well, you know i got my eyes checked uh, the other day i'm 40 and you know, I, I thought I might need them. They said, no, no, you don't need that until you're like 47 or 48 or in your, or, or at the start of your fifties. She goes, I said, well, I, I am 47 next week. She goes, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, I guess it's time for you to have them then. I'm like, oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah, Jay, you are officially old <laughs> as balls. Yeah. How it does is it feel? It, it feels weird, dude. Uh, I feel as young as I did yesterday, to be honest with you. I don't feel old. Uh, I mean, I have my, my aches and pains like everybody else and all that good stuff, but I don't feel like an old person. Uh, I feel pretty much the same as I had all, have always. If if I'm feeling worse, if being an old person is bad, it's been a really gradual dec decline. Ugh, excuse me. <coughs> decline, and I haven't really noticed it. Well, you, you need bifocals uh, in pictures. It, apparently, it seems like you've had a stroke. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, okay. See, I, I know what it is probably because I took such shitty care of myself in my 20s and 30s, uh, which were, should have been my prime years. Uh, I didn't work out. I didn't eat right. I didn't do fucking nothing but party. Uh, uh, so, and I didn't really start taking care of myself until I was 40. Uh, so I was, so for the last uh, six, almost seven years, I've been taking care of myself way better, uh, working out different programs between the DDP yoga and, and the lifting weights and a couple of things I've tried here and there, uh, but pretty much consistently through all that seven years. The only time I haven't been on a workout plan is when I was sick from uh, you know, the cancer shit, which grandly, granted was a big chunk of time. But so I imagine the right now uh, is probably the healthiest I've ever been. 
So basically what you're saying is the the key to feeling young is to completely fuck yourself over and never actually feel good before you're old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was that goes right along with my don't do any physical activity in your 20s and 30s so you have no aches and pains when you go into your 40s when you really need a strong body. Yeah. Well, there you go. You need to just publish that as an ebook, maybe do some uh yeah, maybe do some seminars at some local Hiltons. And yeah, let I'll, folks know, you know, that this is this is the fountain of youth. Never actually experience youth. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty right. That's pretty close to that's my theory. Um, but that being said, man, my fucking feet hurt today. I, it's my feet hurt after leg day uh, as well, but not nearly as bad as they do after de- after deadlift day. Are you keeping up with using the lacrosse ball on your feet? Yeah, yeah, it it makes it feel better where you know when I'm pushing on it, but I don't know if it's having any other effect other than that. Well, I mean, it's keeping it more kind of broken up and you know used the way it should be. So uh, just making sure that you're still keeping up on that because otherwise, yeah, you're you're not going to last the rest of the six months. Yeah, well, you know, it might it might be just an inherent problem with my feet. As I mentioned, the foot doctor when I finally saw one from insoles and shit said he was amazed that I, I'd never seen a foot doctor before. He said what he said was considering the anatomy and structure of your feet. I'm amazed. That this is the first time you've seen a, a foot doctor. I'm like, oh, that can't be great, really. <laughs> So my, my, you know, flat, my, I have really flat feet and, you know, they're just not awesome. So I'm going to have to do the best I can with what I have. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I guess I would be surprised too, if somebody came in for a foot appointment and, you know, it looks like they had flippers instead of feet. <laughs> well, it's not like he was going to try to flip me a fish or something like that, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, and my wife doesn't like uh, my feet either. She's. She always wants me to have sex with socks on just in case she gets a glimpse. That's not surprising in the slightest. <laughs> well, shit. Moving on. Uh, what do you got to talk about today, sir? I have extremely just unsettling and probably the saddest news I've heard in a very, very long time. Uh, you need to prepare yourself for this, Jay. What's that? Fetch Kohea has been released from the UFC. <laughs> uh, to the surprise of no one at all. But you know, here's the thing. You know, I, I like making fun of her, uh, just like anybody else. Uh, but she is basically someone who went to college for accounting, had an accounting job, decided she didn't like that job, and wanted to do something else, and ended up a UFC fighter. Should she have been in the Should she have been in the UFC in the first place? Well, that's a completely different debate, really. But I mean, good for her. Main eventer, uh huh, and title shot holder, Fetch mm-hmm. Kohea. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, that just says something about something, doesn't it? You know, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, good for her. I mean, uh, she didn't look like she took too much damage through all that. Uh, she came out of it relatively unscathed with a lot of money on the other side. So, I mean. That's one of the things you have to think about MMA for someone to win. Someone else has to lose. So it's not, you know, there, there's lots of people out there that make MMA work that aren't these, you know, 12 and 0 phenoms coming into the UFC and all this good shit. You know, you, you have to have people like Bet Kohei out there to have the rest of the league. Interesting thing about Betch Kohei, 
like in the genetic lottery, she rolled both a one and a six. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, she, yeah, she's not athletic at all. You can see just, you know, by watching her bounce around, <laughs> but, but she put a lot into, uh, she's a good example of what can happen if you're really determined and the, uh, I don't know, talent pulls a little bit on the shallow side. <laughs> and what can happen when it looks like you fell flat on your face many, many, many times, but you have an amazing body. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's true. But, you know, I wasn't going to go there. I'm trying to be more civilized and gentlemanly than that. Yeah, you've listened to our show, right, Jay? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to let that fly or not. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's good for her, man. Yeah, I mean, are you, bum are you bummed out that she's uh, moving on to other organizations? Maybe. Well, what I think she needs to do is go to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships and have the first women's title match with Paige Van Zandt. Well, uh, there's only one problem with that. Uh, uh, Beck Rawlings, I think her name is, already has that title, I believe. Who cares? Just uh, just call it the first ever titles match. No one's going to actually notice. Well, that's a, that's an actually good fight to make, though, because uh, one of uh, Paige Van Zandt's uh, wins was against Beck Rawlings. Yeah, but isn't Beck Rawlings going back to MMA or something? Isn't she with I, Bellator now? I have not seen that, but I, I'm not exactly a fan, so it's not like I follow her around, uh, follow her news really closely or anything like that. Jay, you're supposed to be our women's MMA expert. Like, you're supposed to know all these inner dealings of 500 or worse female <laughs> MMA talents. Well, I mean, I, I did know she she was the champion of that weight class for bare knuckle boxing, so I got that going for me. But no, as far as I know, she's not going to MMA. I haven't seen anything like that announced. I thought I heard that somewhere. Ah, I may be wrong, but either way, first bare knuckle fight for Paige Van Zant should absolutely be Beshko Hayek because they both have terrible stand up, mm -hmm. and it would be amazing to watch. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, and you know. Paige Van Zandt has her faults, but she's uh, tough. You know, she doesn't quit. Uh, I've, you know, her, some of her fights have went badly for her, and she's stuck in it the entire time. Um, so it's not like she would fold the first time she got hit. And uh, yeah, that'd be a good fight. I would, I'd watch that. Why not? I would absolutely watch it as well. I, I mean, we could watch both of their asses while their stand-up is ass. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Uh, what else you got today, sir? So I have a new idol in life. I know that yours used to be Bill Cosby. Like he was that, you know, that father figure that you never had. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a new guy that you can look up to. Oh, who's that? So uh, the only bad part is he ended up getting caught. But there was a guy, I believe, that worked for Verizon. Or maybe mm -hmm. he worked for a company in Verizon. Yeah, sourced the internet there. But essentially what happened is this guy took a programming job, outsourced all of his work to China for 20% of what he was making at the company, literally just went in and just, you know, fucked around on the internet all day, every day, still put in 80, pulled in 80% of his pay without doing a hour of work. Wow. That's impressive. And you said he was a programmer or, or some sort. 
yeah, he was making over $100,000 a year uh, from that salary and took roughly 20% of that to hire a Chinese like contracting firm to do all of his coding. And it turned out to be great coding because like all of his reviews and everything, like he was an exemplary employee. <laughs> oh, God damn, dude. That's some, uh, so that's some good business sense, man. Uh, I, I guess uh, he just got fired. You said, yeah, he ended up getting fired and looking, I didn't read too much into the, the article. I was just kind of skimming it now. Yeah, so it wasn't Verizon itself. Uh, Verizon's uh, web security, they were providing like access to that company. Right. And they were showing uh, these VPN connections being accessed from China. Oh. <laughs> so they kind of blew up his whole, you know, scheme. Right, right. So uh, I, w I guess he just got fired, though. I mean, that's, uh, I wonder if there's any legal ramifications that I assume not. No, it was just he ended up getting fired. And yeah, it turns out that uh, his work was well above par. The code was clean, well written, and submitted in a timely fashion. Quarter after quarter, his perver performance review noted him as the best developer in the building. <laughs> well, he's the best something in that building, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I, that motherfucker, he did it right. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, dude, you don't fire that guy. You make him a supervisor. Yeah, what you actually do is you give him the entire department and then just have him spin up an offshore coding team, which a lot of companies have anyway. Right, right. And have him just take all that shit over because apparently he already you know, figured out how to find a good coder offshore let them know what he needed and, you know, spot checked it to make sure it was going to be a above average product. Yeah, that's pretty smart, really. Speaking of Sly just showing up, this sounds like something he would do. You know, a guy that just throws trash out the window and then pays someone to pick it up. <laughs> that's just one of my favorite stories I've ever heard on this show, really. That is baller as fuck. Yes, sir. Oh, here's a, uh, um, actually I got a question for you. I've been thinking about it. Uh, how's your back uh, doing, dude? Not good. Still not good. Still not good? Uh, I'm sorry to bring it up then, man. I was hoping to hear that you're living your life and lifting your weights again. No. So let me tell you how bad it's gotten. So in that upper area, I don't know if it's just from like muscle stiffness or anything else. I can go and get in position to bench. And I cannot get my head to touch the bench. Oh, Jesus. That can't yeah, be good. Yeah, so that's bad. I assume you don't sleep on your back, huh? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, shit, dude. That's a bummer. Uh, mine's been going pretty good. Today was deadlift day. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was heavy. Uh, I was, I was going to say I, I always appreciate getting through a workout injury-free, uh, but just about... 15 minutes ago, I went to go kiss my wife, bent over, and like my hip felt like it popped out sideways almost and it popped back in because I had my leg at a weird angle while I was bending. Uh, and it doesn't hurt per se right now, but it feels kind of burny and weird. So <laughs> I have a feeling like I might have an issue tomorrow, but it's, it's, a, it's a rest day tomorrow. So it's, hopefully that'll be enough time to make sure it's okay. Well, we have established prior on this episode of the show that you are old as balls. So it may <laughs> just be that and you'll be fine tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too big a deal. Like I, I tr- I'm tried moving around. I, I can move, you know, uh, up and down, and back and forth with no uh, additional pain. It's just, like I said, it's just got a weird burning sensation there. So I might have stretched something a little bit more than I should have. But I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, you were just old and tried a sudden movement. You got to be got to be careful of that, Jay. You're gonna break a hip. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid I break a hip. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I fell down any place. So, you know, as once I started drinking, that became not really a possibility. Because one thing I am is careful. I, having said that, watch I'll fall tomorrow. <laughs> I'm I firm I'm firmly aware of how far I am from the floor. So yeah, that's that wouldn't be a fun trip. It is roughly a different zip code. <laughs> yeah, but the workout's been going pretty good. Uh I had the de- deadlift dialed in I thought, but uh, after the first set, uh of five, I went to go to the, the second set, and I can only lift it once. I'm like, well, clearly there's too much weight on here, so I took some weight off and then finished the rest of sets of fives with that weight on there. Yeah, we need to get you to the point where that second time where you only were able to do it once, you just bite down and you just go into a crazy fucking raged out, voided <laughs> up frenzy, and you still knock out the five. Well, the, I mean, my my roided up, raged out frenzy might have got a extra uh, uh, rep out of that one. So I, if it was closer to the end, I might have tried to get out one or two. But that was the second set of five. Uh, you know, uh, it was supposed to be five sets of five. So I'm like, yeah, better move the weight down a little bit. Otherwise, I'm not going to get anywhere close to the amount of reps I'm supposed to. Yeah, we're going to need to get you some some nose torque or something to sniff before it. <laughs> well i uh this weekend is the well, when i say weekend i mean my weekend monday and tuesday this weekend's my vacation uh, but next weekend after that is where i'm going to see the doctor about that again he'll tell me about my results and all that good stuff so we will uh maybe be on the good stuff within the next two weeks or so oh you're going to be on the horse meet you're going to go in there and he's gonna be like jay you have not produced testosterone since 1973 <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> no, I'm sure I've got more. I pro- I'm probably got way too much testosterone. That's probably what it is. I, I is, there, is that thing, is it possible to have too much t- testosterone? I mean, listen to my voice. I mean, I, it's all localized. It's, it's all, I, I like, I have a lot of testosterone in my throat. Jay. Like, I'm not even going to touch that one. That one writes itself. <laughs> you just had so much testosterone right in the throat. <laughs> oh, that might have been a poor choice of words, but you you know what I'm saying, though, right? God damn, pal. <laughs> uh, shit. But yeah, I'm still not gaining any weight. I'm uh, maybe uh, if I am, I'm gaining like a half a pound a week tops. So when I weigh myself tomorrow, I'll know a bit, little bit better. But it hasn't. Uh, when I, when I first got on your uh, on your workout program, I, I lost a fair amount of weight because uh, I hadn't, uh, you know, I probably added a little bit of fat there if I'm just being uh, sedentary for so long. Uh, so my weight went down at first, and since then it's been slowly creeping up. Uh, it plateaued for a while while my stomach issues were pretty bad about a month or two ago. But ever since I've got that pretty much sorted out, and I'm, I'm on, and I'm on a di- diet where I keep track of all of my calories so I know that I'm getting at least 3,000 calories a day. I'm trying to move that up. It's it's hard though. Um, so uh, I it seems like I've been slowly going up a little bit. I'm actually going to check my app and see how that's going. Uh, give me a second. Oh, do you got one? Of those, yeah. You have one of those uh, scales where you can uh, you know uh, click on it and tells you all kinds of different things, or you you just have a regular scale. Uh, I have a scale that I could get a bunch of shit out of, but it's not worthwhile because they're 
just wildly inaccurate anyway? Oh, well, I, for me, the only way, way I use them for is the same way I use a scale to see what direction I'm going. I'm sure my body fat percentage is not 10.1, uh, but if it goes up or down from there, I don't know if I'm doing gaining or lowering either way. I'm assuming it's accurate in that, in that fashion that it tells you, it'll give you, if you, if there's more, it'll tell you it's more, if it's less, it'll tell you it's less. The uh, number itself is kind of irrelevant, right? Yeah, again, I, I would really only use it to track, you know, actual body weight. Like a lot of the other stuff it's trying to tell you, you need like actual medical testing for. Right. But regardless, yeah, you should probably be at like 3,500, if not 4,000 calories a day if you're working out pretty hard five days a week. And on the off days, you're supposed to be doing something physical. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Actually, I'd have to sit down and think about it. I might be closer to 3,500 uh, just because I've added those no cow protein bars in and added a couple hundred ca calories a day just from the um, MC MCL oil, MCT oil, whatever the fuck it is. I do a MCL a is a ligament in your knee, Jay. Okay. So, so I'm assuming we haven't oiled that yet. Uh, the coconut oil, I the guess. MCT I guess. oil? The MCT oil, yeah. Uh, there I you do go. I do a tablespoon of that uh, twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening, mixed in with my Huel shakes. So I think that's like a tablespoon of that's like 150 calories or some shit. Probably something like that. But yeah, you've you've needed to be doing that for quite a while. But regardless, you should probably be trying to get up to like 4,000 calories. The thing is, is like once you're at a point that you don't have a ton of fat on you anyway, and if you're working out as hard as you should be, like you shouldn't be gaining a ton of weight. It's still something that you would see a very small increase over time, but over like six months, you should be able to see, hey, I put on, you know, five to five, seven, maybe even 10 pounds of like good muscle. Right, right. And I don't even let's see. See, but when the first when I first got the scale and started keeping track of it, I was actually at 189. Um, and right now yeah, you were skinny fat. Yeah, exactly. And right now, as of a week ago, uh, I was at 185.2. But it varied a lot, quite a bit. And that, I actually got down to oh, that probably that one's probably not accurate. That 179, I think, is it was during the colonoscopy thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've been I've been bouncing around in the 183 to 185 range for quite a while now. Yeah, just keep at it. It is what it is. Just make sure you're actually getting enough food, and try to make sure that as much of that as possible is actual food. Right. Yeah. I but, and each be, six months, as long as you keep lifting and you keep eating enough, you will see gradual improvement. Yeah, you know what? I was I was wrong. The uh, I I got down to as low as uh, 181 basically uh, before I started gaining weight again. You know, so I went I went from one eighty nine to one eighty one. Now I'm back up to one eighty five just from you know working out and diet. So you can that's a pretty easy curve to figure out, right? At nine foot seventeen inches, that's pretty pretty bad. Yeah, I know. I'm working on it, boss. Uh, but you know, it's it's always been a problem for me, even before uh, I had cancer and uh, when I didn't have the severe stomach issues I, that I have now. Um, I, the most I ever weighed was maybe 205 and that was, uh, somewhere between 200, 205, depending on how many sandwiches I'd had that day. Well, you should be at least targeting like 200, 205 with like a decent, a decent workout program and eating real food. And like, you'll actually, you'll feel pretty good. The other thing you're going to have to keep in mind is if you do get on the horse meat, you're probably going to have to eat even more because you're going to be able to work out and you're going to be able to recover quicker 
your body's going to need that fuel. Right. Well, yeah, before it was easy. You could, uh, protein powders, weight gainer powders, the fact that I could eat whatever I want. So sometimes it was like bad food. That was my calories. Um, now that I, now that I eat super fucking clean, it's, there's only, you know, it's harder just to get calories in me, but I'm working at it. And every day of, uh, every week I try to add a little bit more. So I, I'm, I'll have to sit down tonight cause I hadn't added in those protein bars and, uh, the, uh, uh oil to, to my calculations when I said I was about 3000. Yeah. Spend less time calculating and more time eating Jay words to live by. Write that down. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I actually, uh, Here's the, the, their time two asked me how I don't have my test results, uh, because, uh, I had to get blood tested twice. It's, it's not the doctor's fault. Um, I only have uh, Mondays normally to take care of shit. So the first, the first appointment I went to see him and he said that, uh, you know, I needed blood tests, two blood tests and, and he needed them before 8 AM. Well, uh, actually this time of year I have Tuesdays off as well. I'm sorry. So the next day I went and got my first blood test, um, uh, now, uh, I couldn't do another blood test until the week after that because I can't go to the hospital and then go to work I, or I don't want to. So then I did my second blood test a week after that. Uh, I had known that I was that's how I was going to do my blood tests because, you know, when he set it up, because I, I know my schedule and told him to make my appointment to talk to him on the 24th, which is uh, three, four weeks away. So the first week was a blood test. Second week was blood test. This week is my vacation, so I knew I wasn't wasn't going to be able to see him that week. And then the week after that is my appointment for him, so which is why it's taking so long to get the results. It's not the guy's fault. It's just I, how I had to set it up. All right, there we go. That <laughs> is go. the update on Jay's well being. I I I guess. <laughs> no, it's fine though. But actually, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm feeling fucking great today. You know, uh, other than that little burning thing in my, in my, uh, hip, my, uh, for the last two or three days, my stomach's been fucking awesome. Uh, a two at the worst. And sometimes it doesn't hurt at all, which is really unusual. It's been a long time since it hasn't hurt. Uh, I think, uh, the doctor with this IBS guard stuff he's having me take and having the medication dialed in is, uh, doing a good job right now. So, yay. Great day. <laughs> all right. All right, what else you got today, sir? All right. Since you're so goddamn happy and life is grand, mm -hmm. are you going to go to the movies when AMC uh, opens back up? Oh, is that going to happen? When the, When is that supposed to be? It's going to be August 20th. And here's huh. the super interesting thing. They're going to go with throwback pricing for the day. You'll never guess how much a movie ticket's going to cost you on August 20th. 19 cents? 15 cents. Oh, I was guessing like the COVID number. Well, 15 cents, that's pretty cheap. Basically, they're doing free movies. Yeah, pretty much. And it sounds like it's just going to be like old movies and still like I for sure would not go. Uh, yeah, so during the opening day promotion, AMC will show catalog films, including Ghostbusters, Ooh. Black Panther, Back to the Future in Greece. Greece. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my sister, uh, for her, was it 14th birthday party or something like that? She's a huge Greece person. So uh, she had like a Greece theme party. And uh, I they asked me to DJ it for her. <laughs> so yeah, I just sat there and played. She's like, oh, no, you got this awesome responsibility to play music. I'm like, no. Uh, it turns out I just played the Greece uh, CD over and over again. That's all they wanted to hear. 
MC Passive J, the DJ God. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that's weird, but I can do that. Um, and uh, but as far as the movie theater thing, uh, I don't see how they're going to get much interest until they have the actual movies back. Because right now, people don't really want to go to the movie theater anyways. Yeah, even without the COVID nineteen thing, you know, most people don't would much rather watch something in their house than there. The only reason they go to a movie theater is because it's new releases that you'll have to wait three, six months, a year to see otherwise. So if they're not even playing new releases, if they're just showing stuff that you can see pretty much fucking anywhere, why would anyone go? Yeah, I have no clue. And it's not like there really are any new releases to show anyway, because everything is just fucked. Mm -hmm. And we are in hell right now. So good luck, AMC. Well, that's and that's a kind of a deadlock, really, because it's a double-sided sword or or however you want to call it, because the theaters can't really open up until there's fresh movies to attract people. But the movie theaters can't really, but the movie makers can't really release movies until there's theaters open to make money with them. Well, I mean, it's it's outside of that. Like the problem is, is the movie companies can't really make movies right now because you can't get hundreds and hundreds of people in one location, really. Right. And I think that's more the issue than theaters not being open. Ah, uh, well, that's true like, as well. If Marvel wanted to make a fucking whatever superhero movie right now and they could actually get the permits to have all the people there like they're still going to make a hundred million dollars right right but i mean but as for like the ones already made by example they're holding off on those until until the theaters open because they don't want to uh risk making less money just let, releasing them on a uh pay-per-view ba- a platform but the the theaters can't open until they let them have those movies yeah, I haven't heard much of that, Jay. I don't. I'd have to hear those stories as far as what's being held back right now. But yeah, regardless, the whole theater thing, I think that's just a dying breed, regardless. We just need to get to that point where if you want to, you can just buy the shit for at home. If you really want to go to movies, go to <laughs> movies. Like, give people the choice. Well, it's going to go the way of the video arcade, which I believe is a little bit before your time. Uh, video arcade games used to be fucking everywhere in, in bowling alleys. Convenience stores had them. You know, um, tons and tons of actual arcades for you know the, where where that's all they have, and all that's gone now because of game consoles. Uh, do you are video ga- arcades gone? No, but they're specialty things like an arcade and a bar or something like a, a you know a game works where it's big specialty machines and a bar and you know it's basically you know movie theaters are going to be the same way. The regular ones are going to be gone. The only ones that will be left are like the specialty ones, like the high end imagine theaters and the shit like that. Yeah. It's, it's reality, right? Like things come and go. And I think the movie theater is probably going to be the ones that go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because you know, um, they're a big part of our culture, but everything's got to go at some point or another. That's just how technology works. That it does, Jay. That it does. <laughs> what else you got tonight, sir? So, uh, did you hear that Mexico is pissing off pretty much the rest of the world? Oh, how is that possible? They seem so mellow. Well, they're at least pissing off uh, the United States and a lot of the EU. So, Mexico is actually being pretty progressive here. They're going to require front-label warnings on foods that basically are are shit 
So if it's a super high sugar or like saturated or trans fat, like content product, they're going to uh, require front label of the packaging to basically indicate the the danger of that. Hmm. And why is that pissing off other countries? Well, because of all the shit food we manufacture in the U.S. Oh, and then ship on over to Man- Mexico. I didn't yeah, know that so was like thing. all the big soda companies and the shit food companies that just make stuff that is just, you know, making at least the, the civilized world, like obviously the U.S., super obese and unhealthy. They don't want to have to, uh, you know, indicate that fact on the front of their packages. Oh, well. Oh, so all well, right? <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I they shouldn't have to because it, it should be well known that that's shit food in the first place. I mean, uh, that's my only thing against it. I mean, yeah, Mexico can do that if they want. I don't have any problems with it, but it's kind of to me an unnecessary precaution. Does anybody think Coca Cola is good for you? Anybody, you know? Well, you do have the idiots that think, you know, like Diet Coke has zero calories, so obviously it can't be bad for you. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But those people wouldn't be helped by a label anyways. They might be. Like, if nothing else, throwing that stuff on the package, it does dissuade some people. I mean, it has to have some sort of tangible difference if companies are freaking out so bad about having to do it. Maybe it's just a packaging thing, you know. But uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, obviously, it's probably will help some people. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just with stuff like that. I'm like, well, you can only help dumb people so much. They're still going to be dumb people. It's not, they're going to do other things to affect their health poorly if, if if that's the case. Well, yeah, there'll definitely be that that part of it. But I mean, if it helps some people, like it's worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. Do you know what TikTok is, sir? I barely do, but I think I do. Well, yeah, it's the thing that Trump's trying to make them sell their U.S. stake. Right, right, right. So, I mean, but you know what the actual thing is? It's, I guess it's just like a, a another a version of YouTube. It's a retarded social media app. Like, right, it is what it is. It's kind yeah. of, it's Instagram-y, but not really. Okay. Well, uh, a major TikTok star is accused of scamming fans with free jewelry. Um, And it's a pretty common scam. Have you ever heard of the uh, free jewelry scam? No, but it sounds like a scam. Yeah, it is a scam. Well, the thing is, the jewelry is free, but the shipping is $20. Well, yeah, they pull that shit all the time. Right, right. That's not just a jewelry thing. Yeah, that's a a lot of products are like that. But, you know, it's for something they they can buy in bulk for like $1.50 each. Yeah, and then they claim that it's a hundred dollar value, up to, up to a hundred dollar value, <laughs> which is a, a loaded phrase. Up to, uh, you know, can mean it could, it could be less as well. Um, so, and then they're selling them to their fans, and it's not even an illegal thing to do. It's just kind of a shitty thing to do because you can charge whatever you want for shipping. You know, it's not like a set thing. Uh, and uh, so. Uh, but the problem being all these TikTok stars have a pretty young fan base. And so people are upset that, uh, you know, uh, they're getting taken advantage of because they're too na- too naive and haven't been long- around long enough to learn, you know, the too good to be true thing. Yeah, it's, it is one of those things, right? Like stupid people and their money are going to be parted. Like that's part of the world, but there is also something to be said, especially around those things 
like you have a bunch of kids that are ending up, you know, stealing their parents' credit cards and buying a bunch of stupid shit with no value. And it's just, it is what it is, right? Like maybe be better parents. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe your kid should be, shouldn't be so interested in this TikTok shit. Yeah. But that, that, that's unfair though. I'm sure our parents thought we were into stupid shit as well when we were kids. Well, I guarantee we were, but like at some point as a parent, when do you go like, okay, let me teach you about something. If they're offering you something for free and it's $30 shipping, it's really not free. Right. Oh, well, yeah, but they're giving it to free, but you know, they have to pay to get it shipped, but yeah, not $30. So they pay a dollar 50 for the bracelet. They probably pay about $4 to UPS to you know to send it on a snail on the snail trail uh get to them in three to six weeks and uh fucking and pocket the other fifteen dollars exactly like it's it's stupid people getting taken advantage of which we need to do a better job of making sure that people aren't stupid yeah it's our education system's fault god damn it <laughs> well our education and our parent parenting and and everything else like there's just a lot of goddamn gullible idiots out there yeah yeah that's very true for the longest time i was one of them probably still am that's why i don't like associating with people i always feel like they're trying to pull one on, over on me so did you did you get scammed by a nigerian prince jay no but i i did i did watch my uh buddy get scammed <laughs> so which was kind of fun he was kind of scammed uh we were at a car wash and, uh, while we were waiting in line at the car wash, uh, like this guy came up and tried to sell my, uh, buddy, a whole bunch of gold chains and, uh, and he ended up buying a whole bunch of them. <laughs> and, uh, the thing is like three quarter, three quarters. That's why I see he got semi scammed. I think he spent like $200 and got like eight or nine chains. Um, and, uh, I didn't want to remember what the bullshit story was. Why this guy was supposedly sending selling really expensive chains for you know, almost nothing. Uh, but it turns out like out of the eight or nine chains, like seven of them were fake and two of them were real. And the two of the real were worth probably a couple hundred dollars each. So he, he did. He, so basically he paid $200, uh, $200 for two, $200, uh, necklaces that were obviously stolen and a whole bunch of junk to dress it up. I mean, that's the thing. That's just having common sense. You're going yep. to get a bunch of stuff like that for super cheap. It's going to be one of two things. Either it's completely fake and worth nothing, or it's obviously stolen. Right, right, and that and this was a combination of the both. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know why the, there was two real ones in there. I was, I was kind of amazed because it could have been all junk, but somehow or another, a couple they were they weren't even expensive chains. Like I said, each one of them was worth about two hundred bucks, and he paid two hundred dollars for the entire thing. So he supposedly he made two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, supposedly he got his money back. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, basically, because yeah. you know, even at that price, oh, it's worth two hundred dollars. Well, and I'll give you like forty dollars for it at the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, people are fucking idiots, but you also see it with all of the other things that are out there, right? Like, how many people do you know, or are you even like you know relative acquaintances with that you know every month have their new get rich quick scheme of trying to sell you fucking powdered drinks or shitty jewelry or fucked up looking you know vacuum cleaners like why is that such a trap for people uh well i don't know the, the pyramid scheme is really scary like that because uh um 
they all see people doing it and making money on it because af- up to a certain point, you are going to make money on it because it's the entire, you know, you, you recruit people underneath you and you get a portion of their sales when they sell stuff, you know, when it, w- which uh, the people above you get a portion of yours and so on and so forth. Uh, and it seems like such easy money. Oh, I just do it on the weekends. That, that, that. Anything that you can make money without working full time at uh, just appeals to some people. Uh, and it's not, and it's not always a complete scam or anything like that. Some of them are just pyramid schemes, which is not really well, a scam. Well, yeah, I mean, some of them are strippers. Yeah. You make a full-time job and, you know, two nights a week. Right, right. Well, I've told you before, my sister sells like uh, press on nails, uh, something called color street, if you want to look it up. And she's, you know, a, a math teacher, uh, but this is just what she does on the side. And, and she's made a shitload of money doing it. Like ridiculous. Uh, some of the things I've watched her buy with the money. Uh, and like the numbers that, you know, like she has people under, under her that sold like, uh, uh, I think $250,000 worth of nails in the last year, just one of her, like one of her, the people that she's recruited who recruited people underneath her. Um, and she sells a lot of it herself too. Uh, and it's, it's not a fake product or nothing. It's uh, it's like some sort of multicolor do it yourself fucking nail kit. And she wears it all, all the time herself. And of course she's an expert at it. So they look amazing. And, uh, Fucking, it's got nothing to do with the product, really. She's just a very personable person. You know, she's got a bazillion different friends, and she's very chatty and out, uh, outgoing, and you know, and upbeat. And all those things combined into someone that can, you know, sell the shit out of some, uh, out of something. So basically, she's just a professional at taking advantage of her friends. <laughs> but her friends are making money on it too, because it's not. Uh, like the nail kits some, cost some a, of her friends are making money on it too. That's the entire thing of a pyramid scheme. Right, right. The exactly. Way that you make money get... is you take advantage of people. The vast majority fail and end up losing a bunch of money. Yes, there are going to be some others that were also very good at taking advantage of other people. But everybody doesn't make money. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, but the, it seems like the profit margins on this are pretty good. So I think you have to get pretty deep in there because like if you buy their, I think their kits are like somewhere between 11 and 15 bucks. So it's not like a huge a thing. So if you buy like a couple of hundred dollars of that to try to sell it, it, it even if you just sell, you know, I'm just, you, you're going to get profit off of just selling one, I assume. So the only people that are really going to lose money are the people that buy a substantial stock into it and can't sell it. But that's the thing. Generally, you have to buy a bunch of stock. You can't buy one, go sell it, and then re-up another one, and then go sell it. Uh, like there, see, I don't there's know a reason how these things work, and it's <coughs> basically driving a bunch of people upside down so you have a few people that make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty fucked up thing, Jay. Well, I know... it. Isn't it called I know you want to think of it as a very like noble thing because your relative does it and makes money mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, your your sister or whatever is making money off the failures of other people, like in the grand scheme of things. Hmm. And I wonder how much the commitment to that is. You know, I wonder how much you have to product you have to buy for your first shipment, and because that would affect how I think about your opinion quite a bit. You know, if it's like you buy, if it's, if you have to buy $50 worth of this, you know, uh, $10 thing that you sell, uh, that's not horrible. But if you have to pay like two grand to buy all like a shitload of it, well then yeah, that would be bullshit. So I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, if my curiosity will lead me to actually asking her about that or not. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. Yeah. There's a very evil underside of all of those things, Jay. 
there's a reason yeah. we're not all out in multi-level marketing companies. Like, mm. there's a reason that they're looked at as pure evil. Yes, mm. some people absolutely make money off of it, but, like, the vast majority of people are getting fucked over. But isn't that life, really? That's pretty much a... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I suppose that's true. Let's see. Uh, I actually have another topic, dude, believe it or not. Did you see that Holy OG... Shit. I know. Did you see that OG thread about the that dude dying in a cave? No, I did not. Uh, there's a guy that died in a cave, huh? Yep, that's what happened. <laughs> well, well, the reason it was on there is because there's a pretty horrific thing where, and again, they got a lot of it on video, which I refuse to watch. Uh, some guy went crawling headfirst down into a crack in this cave and got stuck, and they couldn't do anything to get him out. And he fucking died there. Um, there's the, there's the story. But my thing is, how sorry do you feel for someone like that who? intentionally got himself into a crazy fucked up position. Yeah, I don't feel bad at all. That may no. make me a complete piece of shit. Like that, I fully own that one. But if you're gonna do super risky things, like, you have to know that eventually when you're rolling those dice, like, eventually they're coming up snake eyes. Like, that's a thing that's going to happen if you keep rolling them. Right, right. And I know nothing about the situation. I don't know if he was a, a professional cave splunker or if this is the first time he'd ever been in a cave. But either way, um, what do you think? And climb, yeah, where do you think you're going? I never understood the entire cave thing in the first place. You know, uh, someone on that post said something was like, dude, it's stupid. You're not going to go find some magical kingdom. Or what are you trying to find crawling around you know, in the dark like that? And he's right. I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't see any. I don't have any desire to do a cave splunking or going down or anything like that. I'm, I have no desire to do any of the extreme sports. I don't really want to go skydiving. Uh, I don't want to go rock climbing. Rock, well, rock climbing maybe if it was uh, like one of those rock climbing walls. Nothing, certainly nothing dangerous. Um, none of that shit. Uh, how about you, uh, dude? Have you ever been interested in doing any of the extreme sports? Well, I used to fight. Getting kicked in the face is pretty extreme. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you you know, you're probably not going to die. You have you ever been interested in you know sports where if you fucked up, you're dead? Well, I mean, eh. like no, I'm not going to jump out of a plane. I did go bungee jumping once, with fucked up my back, so I was like, no, this is stupid. But yeah, like a lot of those things, I can understand some of the appeal. Like, yes, you're going to see something that the normal person has never seen. So hey, it's a cool life experience, but like. God damn. Pick up fucking knitting. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my stepmom, before she married my dad, uh, her previous hu husband owned a jump school. Uh, so she's jumped out of an airplane 365 times. <laughs> uh, she stopped on 365, got up for, uh, for on purpose just to make it a, a nice, cool number. Uh, she said uh, she doesn't recommend jumping that many times out of a uh, airplane in the least bit because it fucks up your knees and your back and shit like that well and you're just you're going against those averages like something is eventually going to go wrong when doing that yeah yeah i mean that, that's the true the question I mean, is just when right it might never be you but the law averages says it's going to happen to somebody at some point and you're at you're putting your name in the hat so to speak so um, she did some cool stuff though. I, I remember the other day I was telling you about Woodward dream cruise and I told you that, uh, the Woodward, uh, circles around in Pontiac and comes back out. Uh, they call that the loop and they have their downtowns right in the middle of the loop thing. Apparently 
or a Grand Prix sometime in the 70s or 80s, the last time they had it there in Pontiac, she parachuted right into the loops, uh, instead of downtown Pontiac in the loop. Uh, I have first, first for part of the events, I guess, you know, while the uh, race was going on. So, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it it all just does come back to the whole just rolling the dice thing, right? Like, yeah. there are certain things that when something goes wrong, it's it's guaranteed be guaranteed to be catastrophic. Yeah. Like if something goes wrong when you're jumping out of a plane, you're dead. Now, if you're trying something else, say you're lifting weights, if something goes wrong and it goes catastrophic, hey, you might tear an ACL or pop a pec or something like that, right? Right, but, but at least death that's is really not rare. going to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, right. there's there's rolling the dice with something bad happening, and then there's rolling the dice with something irreversibly bad happening. And I would rather not do the latter a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, don't roll the dice that many times. It's probably a bad idea. Uh, one of the ones that always amazed me were those wingsuit people. You know, the ones that are coming, trying to in, in, intentionally get as close to crashing as they possibly can. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what drives those people. Like, yeah, there's a huge adrenaline rush doing that stuff, but it's like, is that truly worth it? Well, apparently to them, and and that that thing has a fairly high death rate. There's a whole bunch of instances of people splatting themselves uh, doing it wrong. Yeah, I just I don't get it. I guess I'm just not that person. I don't know, and I don't think I, I could ever truly understand those people. I get it a little bit because I like to uh, drive my car fast. I don't uh, speed, but I do like to accelerate to the speed limit as quickly as I can. It's fun. Um, you get oh, a little you thrill rebel. out. Of it. You get a little thrill out of it. You know, you are uh, virtually a skydiver. <laughs> and uh, when there's, you know, when you pull up on a multi-lane road uh, on the light up to the light, and there's a fast car next to you, it's fun to you know fucking floor it and see if you're faster than him up to a certain point. Uh, I did that. So I get an adrenaline rush from that. I did that to the guy in a fucking Porsche. Um, I couldn't, it was all black. So you couldn't really read what it is. I think it said GT two or something. It was fucking badass. And I spanked him like a motherfucker. Uh, he didn't realize he was racing. And once he realized he was racing, he didn't want to race. So, so I know what I said. So my spanking was not that impressive, but still I enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, my heart beat faster while I was waiting for the turn green. I was like, all right. I go, is he going to go? Am I going to, am I actually going to race a Porsche? Is, is this going to happen? So, and you know, so I got my heartbeat up a little bit. It turned green and I floored it and he just didn't bother. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it was cool for a second. Uh, so I kind of understand the entire adrenaline thing. It, it is interesting that your idea of racing is racing people that aren't racing. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer to race people that are, are racing, but, but uh, you can take what you can get. I did tell you, see, the one time I didn't do it, I felt bad. You know, I told you about that time several months ago where I pulled up to a guy in a Tesla uh, minivan that had been driving slow in front of me the entire time. Uh, and when the light turned green, I didn't gun it. I, 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 sped, up, uh, I sped up to go around him because I firmly intended to, but then he gunned it and uh, I couldn't catch up with him. <laughs> so that was super actually kind of pissed about that because, you know, uh, if I would have gunned it, I think I probably could have taken him, but I didn't realize he was going to race. He'd been fucking slow as fuck the entire time. So, and that's bothering me here now for like three months later, I'm still upset about it. Yeah. That you're, uh, yep. What? I like car stuff. I, that's that kind of stuff's fun. Until a Tesla pulls up and just smokes you and you just got beat by an electric car. 
Oh, Teslas are fast as fuck, dude. If it, if it would have been one of the sedans, I wouldn't have even tried if I were known he's racing because he would have beat my fucking ass. They're really fast, dude. Uh, I yeah, didn't I know, know. I have several people I work with that have them and the whole, you know, electric being able to go to, you know, zero to 60 in a fucking heartbeat is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that the minivan would be that fast. <laughs> in retrospect, I shouldn't have been surprised. He, uh, Mr. Musk does crazy things. Uh, but I didn't, I wasn't, didn't know it was that fast. And I also didn't know the guy was going to be racing. So honestly, I might not have beat him anyways. Cause he, you know, he was, it was pretty quick. Uh, it would have been a real race, uh, uh, but none of the other, the sedan models would I have even bothered with. You and your sport racing of unsuspecting people. It's oh, not um, quite the level of Sly throwing out garbage just to pay people to pick it up, but yeah. it's, it's an interesting sport there, Jay. Oh, speaking of interesting, I saw this at work today. I've, uh, I've seen a couple of them. I, one of the members had, I think one of the first three in the United States last fall, but they're going to be coming more common now. And I've seen it. Uh, and I've seen a couple few of the members pick one up now. Cause this is like, I think the third one I've seen uh, a Lamborghini, uh, SUV. I don't know if I've seen that one, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's, there is a desire for those things. So, yeah, it, it's pretty badass. Whatever, this one was like bright. This one was like bright yellow. It really caught my eye. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I like that or not, but it's a Lamborghini, so I know it's fucking expensive. Uh, one of the other ones has a Maserati SUV. That's fu- that's like got like 700 horsepower or some shit like that. It's pretty impressive. Um, but my favorite, I think, is uh, fucking the Ferrari station wagon. I don't, I'm not sure if it's technically classed as that, but that's what it looks like. And uh, three different members have one at one point. So like I have a picture somewhere that I can't, that I've been looking for. and can't find of all three of them parked right next to each other. And they're, they're a super duper rare Ferrari Ferrari because they're ugly as fuck. <laughs> you know, they're, they're expensive as hell and almost no one bought them because they're not good looking cars. It was a really weird design choice for Ferrari. Uh, but so to have a picture of all three of them together was kind of cool. That's one of the things I like the most about my job is I get to see really rare, really cool cars all the time. Yeah, you enjoy your job of being able to be close to rich people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I can I can appreciate something even if I can't afford or own it. It doesn't make me bitter or anything like that. I, you know, I there's no reason I should ever expect to be able to own a three hundred thousand dollar car. I just appreciate the fact that I get to see one every once in a while because most people don't even get that. There's so some of these cars are so rare that there's fucking very little chance that anyone's even seen them one before. Other ones, not so much. There's still a lot of the same, of the common supercars, like the regular Porsches and Ferraris, but they bring in special shit occasionally. Yeah, I can't say a ton, because, I mean, my boss's boss does have a Ferrari collection, so I guess mm. that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you reach a certain amount of money, you only need so much to feed yourself and put a roof over your head. Uh, and once you're, once you're making tons and tons of money, a lot of it either just sits in a bank account, or if you have an interest in something, you start to do that sort of thing. So, um, I'm actually surprised more of these people don't have car collections. You know, I'm, I, whenever I see someone drive in and is like $80,000 BMW, when I know he's worth like, you know, a half a billion dollars or a billion dollars or some shit. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck do you do with your money, dude? <laughs> Probably more interesting things than cars. Probably, yeah. Now, some of them take really cool vacations. That's another thing I hear a lot about. <clears throat> Most of them, of course, a lot of them just do your standard vacations. But like, I have ones that go to Brazil, Costa Rica, Antarctica. They're just you know crazy, like African safaris and shit. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, even if I got to the point I was making that much money, I don't necessarily know what I would spend it on. So I'm not a car guy. Like, I'm cool with vacations here and there, but, like, I have no desire to go on an African safari. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I have wild ideas for crazy shit that I'm spending on, but very quickly, it'd just be me sitting in the house. You know, I like cars. Uh, I, do, I hate, but I hate traffic, so I only, only drive, uh, like, on the weekends and stuff for pleasure. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I'd be into really. I, I buy a yeah, couple see, more I'd basement be that cars. boring guy that like opens up a gym and like training facility and shit like that. And basically make it, you know, virtually free for people. Try to like give back with like wrestling and shit like that. And like, I would be that boring rich dude. Oh, that's not too bad. At least you'd have something in your life. Then I, uh, I honestly have no clue what I do the wife and I have always talked about like wanting to, if we struck it rich, getting like an RV and like travel across the country once I, which I kind of want to do. I would like to do that sort of thing at least once in my life, just like the entire cross country and no hurry at all. You're just wandering around the country, uh, in an RV. Uh, cause it, if you ever struck it rich, of course, one of the first things you're going to do is buy a house. And honestly, I haven't seen enough of the country to know where I'd want to buy a house. So I'd like to like travel around some and see different parts of the country and see where I'd want to sell that settle down. You know, this is hypothetically speaking, obviously, because uh, if, if you got money, the first thing you would do is you would have a real hot tub and you would have the most baller magic, the gathering set ever. <laughs> nah, just because I, I don't, I'm not interested in collecting magic cards for like value. I, I play online no, but you'd play online it. and you'd be like, bitch, I got all the cards. Oh, all I do have of all, them. I do have all the cards. <laughs> they, as as I mentioned nerd. before, well, I, I, well, for competitive, what they call standard class, they rotate out cards. So I don't have like a lot of the old ones, but you can't play those in standard anyways. So you just have to keep up with the, the set. You know, the new set comes out like every four months or so or something like that. And uh, in between, you can win a lot of, of the money needed to get the cards so you don't really have to spend a ton to get everything you might spend 50 bucks over the course of the season uh-huh jay a team with evil. the full magic deck yeah team Baldur. evil bad guys well i don't I, I might i don't i don't think i have everything from the latest expansion because there's always a couple things that just don't pop up in the packs that you get but the thing is you have what they call wild cards that you also get so you can actually fill in your hole by creating cards with those wild cards it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, friendly system overall. You don't feel like you're you know spending a, a ton of money on it. Yeah, I bet magic fills in your hole quite a bit. <laughs> now, back in the day, I had a pretty good collection when I was you know, and this is like twenty years ago or some shit like that, maybe more. Uh, but I got rid of most of those cards. I have one deck sitting around and some random cards. I sat down and did the value of this just the cards in the deck, and I could probably get about a thousand bucks for it. Mostly because they're in poor uh, condition. If they were in really good condition, I could probably get like three or four grand for them. But uh, other than that, the rest of my cards are probably garbage. Yeah, I kind of have the same thing. I have some sports cards sitting around because I'm not an actual nerd. <laughs> but I mean, if I just sat on these and if the if they keep doing like what they've been doing, apparently there's a resurgence to trading cards. I probably only have like four or five grand sitting around, but like. Why take all the effort to have to sell the goddamn things? It sounds like a lot of work. If you want to get the best value from them, if you like, if you've got four grand worth of cards, you can probably get a grand or 
maybe even two grand from a dealer pretty easy. But to get the four grand that they're worth, you're probably going to have to sit on it and put it'll put out ads for it and have it take a while. Well, by like the four or five grand I'm talking about, like if I were to hop on eBay right now, like being able to immediately sell them for that. Like right. Easy. That's, that's why I said for the thousand I have uh, for my cards, uh, if I waited on them or if they're in better condition, I could probably get more for them. But it's really, it's literally a 60 card deck. So it's not like I have a whole bunch of cards left. And Team Evil, I don't have a, a ton of the old stuff. Like this is more just every once in a while, every few years, I'll get bored and just buy a bunch of cards. So like I'm sitting on some, like some of the Patrick Mahomes stuff, some Lamar Jackson stuff, because I'm a, a Ravens fan. I think the oldest stuff I have is like, I have a, I think like a Bo Jackson autographed rookie, like some stuff like that, but yeah, nothing crazy. Like, I don't know what it is, but I think the uh, the pandemic caused that entire market to just, like, blow up. So I know you're not a big sports guy, Jay. Yeah. But uh, Zion Williamson is the big, like, basketball rookie right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has some cards out there that are worth, like, a quarter million dollars. Wow. I think I saw something like that with a uh, – because uh, they – on the OG, someone did a thread about buying a case of cards – and someone had a, uh, a show link to like a Mike Trout rookie card. So it's only like 11 years old and it's worth like $1.5 million or some shit like that. Yeah, that shit is just absolutely insane. Like, I don't know how these things happen. But whatever, I will just sit on these and I will, you know, periodically check every few years when I decide to spend a couple grand. Right. And just see what's there. Who knows? You know, maybe you know, twenty years from now, I'll be able to retire just by uh, flipping a few of those goddamn things. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yep. Well, looking at the time, it's about uh, that time. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I always appreciate you guys. I couldn't do a show without you. Uh, I want to thank my partner, Big Dalton. Man, it's so glad. To, I'm so glad to have you back, dude. The solo shows were not fun at all. You got anything, sir? Yeah, having power is a good thing. But I have a couple things here. Uh, number one for everybody that is in the uh, UFC Pick'em League, be sure to get your fucking picks in because it is Thursday and those fights are in two goddamn days. Yeah. And speaking of it, those fights, I will be here for a goddamn fight companion because, you know, the last time, uh, yeah, things didn't go so well with power <laughs> and shit like that. Yep. So Saturday night, be here. I still have, I think I counted like 14 or 15 Vizzies left, and I have a bottle of fucking scotch. We're getting fucked up and probably won't know how to turn the podcast off. And then I have to be up at 3 a.m. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Other than that, though, the only other thing I can ever think to say on a Thursday night... Knowing that I have a conference call for my job at 7.30 in the morning because one of the people is in fucking India right now. Fuck. All. (laughs) Y'all. You guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey.